Hello and welcome to the Rubber Duck Dev Show. I'm Chris. I'm Creston. And I'm Aaron. All right. And we are going to have a lot of fun tonight talking about experiences with live streaming. Because um, Aaron, Aaron just got into the live streaming, the code stuff, and uh, we're going we're gonna to have a talk about what that's all about, what was involved in it, trials and tribulations, all that fun stuff. Um, but before we do, we can review. Creston, how was your week? Again, pretty hectic. Uh, <laughs> not, I mean, helped a lot of people with some database issues, Postgres, of course, doing consulting. And for my app, uh, you know, I released two big features. One is related to having volunteers help with doing fundraising pages. And another one is staff notifications when particular transactions come in. So those were two big features that were released, but inevitably what happens once I release them, there's tweaks. So I spent a fair amount adding featurettes to each of these <laughs> to give a little bit more features to them. So that's mostly what my week consisted of. What cool. about you? Fun. Well, I had, um, our, we didn't have a, a good holistic view of code quality. Hey, Colin, welcome to the show. Um, so I, I wanted to put some things into uh, the CI process to help us with that. So I've been implementing Ruby Critic and Skunk and, and Breakman and uh, SimpleCov and getting all that worked into the automated CI process and then shipping the, the artifacts up to S3 so I can pull them down and aggregate them and then put them someplace where I can present them in a full report for every PR that we do. And it's, I've, once again, I've made things more complicated for myself than they probably need to be, but <laughs> it's it's one of those things where we really need some metrics on our code to pay attention to that stuff. So that's been kind of my week. How about well, you, Aaron? maybe choose one tool. That, well, you know, it was <laughs> one of those things where the next it was one of those things where once I got it figured out for one, the rest of them are almost free. So might as well. Okay. You know, um, so Aaron, how about you? Uh, my week has been uh, hectic, but not very productive. Um, I have had COVID since last Monday. Um, so yeah, we're going on 10 days here, stuck at home. Um, I'm feeling okay, but obviously can't go anywhere. And unfortunately, my wife and our two little kids also got it. So we have 16-month-old twins. Um, and I tried to mask and stay away from them, but, you know, our house isn't that big. And so everybody, everybody got it. And so we're just kind of all down for the count. So this is really one of the first things I've done since, since last Monday, that's not uh, taking care of kids and or being sick myself. So kind of, kind of a rough 10 days here, but I think we're on the other side. That's good. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I uh, hope the wife and kids get better. And hey, fellow twin dad. Mine That's are, right. Mine are a, a little bit older than yours. They're almost 20. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, just barely then. <laughs> um, so you know you know exactly what I'm I'm going through with yeah. two 16-month-olds. Yeah, and two, especially two six 16-month-olds. That's, yeah. that's the pit. Yeah. But... All right. Well, uh, we're we're very appreciative that you're here with us, especially after been struggling with the 
the zombie plague for a week. Uh, <laughs> that's never fun. That thing sucks. Yeah. It still sucks. Three years later, it still sucks. It does. This is weirdly my first time to get it, and I can confirm that it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we're going to get into the meat of the show. I know that, you know, I, I've had a lot of people ask me about live streaming and there aren't a lot of, of uh, kind of live stream talk show type things. And there actually aren't a lot of live stream coders. There are more of those certainly the talk shows, but live streaming is not something that's, I guess, very prevalent in the coding community. Mm -hmm. um, it's starting to become more, um, and a lot of people want to find out, well, what is that like? What do I have to do? And I know that it's really kind of intimidating to get into it because it seems like a lot of technology you have to learn as well as you have to put your face on camera and you have to talk to people and which is not usually a great thing for programmers because we're usually a <laughs> bunch of introverts and talking to people just, you know, makes us cringy, but, um, so, you know, I wanted to start by kind of finding out what what got you interested in live streaming and what kind of track did you kind of follow to get yourself, uh, well, to get yourself here? Because there you are. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, yeah, it is intimidating. I mean, just right off the top, it's extremely intimidating. I think um, my path kind of started with, um, I wanted to do more video content. Um, I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm able to do video content pretty well and I enjoy it a lot. Um, in a previous life, I was a tax accountant and I recorded like a whole course on, um, introduction to financial accounting and it's still, you know, live out there. And I, I just really enjoyed like making video content, um, and so I wanted to like get into doing live streaming and part of it honestly was what you said that there aren't that many people doing it. And so I kind of looked at the landscape of what developers are doing and maybe like most of them are doing like their job and that's kind of no, no public presence at all. And then it goes like Twitter you know, blog post newsletters. And then at the very top of like the, the content is, is live streaming because there's nobody up there doing it. Um, and so I thought, okay, well I can like, I can give it a shot. It's not a very crowded, like it's not a very crowded space. So I, I may as well give it a try. Um, but I think, I think the, uh, the hardest part was just doing the first live stream because it's terrifying. <laughs> um, and I think like, I think I'm good on my feet and I'm able to, you know, think on the spot. And I was still like terrified to go live for the first time. You know, I did the thing where I go live in secret and don't, you know, don't tell anyone. And like, I go live and then I go check it and make sure it's working. And then I'm like, oh man, that, that was, that made me nervous. Now I would have to do that and like tell people they would come and watch me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was like, a, like actually quite scary. And then I had a couple of people reach out to me, um, just a couple of like Twitter friends. They're like super encouraging and telling me, 
you know, it's going to be so fun. You can do it. And I kind of just DM some of them and sorry, still have COVID. Um, I DM some of them and was like, Hey, can you walk me through like this Twitch thing? And can you walk me through OBS? Because I'm going to be honest, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I just found that everyone was so supportive and, you know, I had a couple of people walk me through their settings and their setup and, there's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about there, but just getting started was the hardest part for me. And then once I did, it was, it was a blast. Like it's a whole different kind of skill set besides and on top of just programming, but it's a lot of fun. Like it, it, if you find you enjoy it, I think you'll get hooked. Yeah. Uh, so Marco says one of the biggest problem with live streaming coding stuff is that you as a viewer are lacking most of the context of the project. That is absolutely true. How how have you found that to be in your streams so far? Yeah, that is a that is a weird thing um, because people pop in and pop out, of course, and people will. I think I think people will background you because they're like kind of co working, and so yeah. you're working on your thing, and they're actually like listening to you, but working on their thing. And then when they hear something interesting they'll pop back over and they're like wait what's going on who's who's doing what here um and so i kind of view it as um like it's not quite as efficient as doing it on your own because you right. are having to backtrack a little bit and say like and, and i try to i try to backtrack and say okay so here's what i'm trying to figure out this thing this thing and this thing and so i can't every couple of minutes i can't give full project context um because we'd never get anywhere but every couple of minutes i'm always trying to reiterate out loud what it is i'm trying to figure out or what it is like the local problem um if not the global problem but the local problem that i'm trying to figure out i try to reiterate that every couple minutes um and that helps me stay on track and i feel like that also helps people who pop in or pop out or background me to like understand the specific problem I'm working on at the moment. And that is one of the things like it's a different skill on top of programming. You have to be able to like kind of do the narrative at the same time as, yep. as programming. And that like, that takes a little bit of, of um, maybe it takes skill, but it definitely takes practice. And I'm having to practice that a lot to be like, Oh yeah, there are people watching me and I need to tell them what I'm thinking. I can't just think it and type it. Like I have right. to say it out loud. Well, that was the biggest thing that I, when I started streaming, I, I started streaming games. Um, but when I started streaming, the, the weirdest thing for me is even if there's nobody in the chat or nobody watching, I have to be verbalizing what I'm doing. Yeah, totally. You know? And so I ended up talking to myself a lot and I was like, am I the biggest idiot on the face of the planet? You know, I felt like such a fool for such a long time. And then you just start to realize that there's people lurking in the background watching you and they want to hear what you have to say. They just don't want to sure. talk, you know? Yep. But it I just mean, feels weird. But also, I mean, you know, you, I remember you used to do videos when you were doing terrain stuff and those were prepared videos. So it's, it's not like you had an audience when you were doing it, but you knew once you produced the video, other people would be listening to it. So even if you don't have an audience at this moment, they may be watching a playback. So 
that's another reason to know, you know, you need to keep talking <laughs> as if someone's there. Right. But then you've got that trick of you're sitting there and you, you finally get used to talking to yourself and a chat pops up and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. crap, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. That, and it's like that's another that's another thing on top of it is I feel like there's this um, culture of especially on Twitch and we need to talk about Twitch versus YouTube, but especially on Twitch, there's this culture of um, you know, interacting with the chat and like developing these kind of like inside jokes, these long running bits and and that kind of stuff with, with your chat and with like the people that hang out with you. And to be able to, you know, I've got like, I've got it, the stuff I'm working on on yeah. one monitor and like the chat on another with OBS and everything on, on the other monitor and being able to work on something and also kind of be entertaining, but also kind of talk to uh, and acknowledge people in the chat. It is not, it is not easy. It, it's like there's, you know, it's like there's four or five different things vying for your attention all at the same time. And for me, like, I want to, I want to acknowledge the chat and say like, hey, thank you for being here. This is terrifying. Thanks for coming and like helping me out basically. Right. Um, but to do that over and over and over while still moving the content forward, um, that is, I don't think I've found the total balance of that yet. And I think there's some aspect to which the chat kind of hangs out um, and like they talk to each other a little bit and I don't have to acknowledge every comment but yeah. um acknowledging like when new people show up and then there are all these weird milestones on twitch of like you know somebody will do something they'll spend points on something and it's like oh it's good to acknowledge that and so finding finding where i slot into the overall like twitch ecosystem and subculture has been kind of it's been kind of a challenge yeah uh, so Rebuild asks, does verbalizing the problem help you write better code? Is it like pair programming? I know my answer to that, but what's your take on that after having done a few of these? For me, it absolutely does. Um, it is literally rubber ducking live. I mean, you're kind of just restating the problem over and over and over. And I have found myself, um, I found myself saying out loud things like, okay, what am I trying to figure out here? And that's not, you know, that's not a false question. That's true. I'm, I'm actually trying to think like, what is the nugget of this problem? And what's the simplest way that I can prove that it is a problem? Um, and when I say stuff like that out loud, it really does hone, like, my thinking space to, you know, I could think about anything. But right now I'm speaking, what is like, what am I trying to figure out? And then I can answer it and then write the code that answers that question. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I think that too, it's anytime you're talking out loud, which is the whole reason that rubber ducking existed in the first place, just talking out loud to something is helpful when you're thinking this stuff through. But then when you have chat answering you, that's even better. You know, when you say, what am I trying to figure out? And chat says, you're trying to figure this out. Oh yeah. That's, Brilliant. I love it. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to ask too, I, I see, I, I have my opinions on where the value is for these type of streams. What do you think is the value 
both to you and outside of you. Yeah. Um, so I've thought about this quite a bit. Um, and I think there are a couple different answers. Some of them are more, uh, some of them are more calculated than others. I think the most calculated one is there aren't a lot of developers streaming. And so if you can be in early at a, at a place where there's not a lot of developers, who knows what's going to happen, but you're not competing against the whole world. I mean, even like, if you go look at like, I don't even know what the Twitch category is, but it's like software or something like that. If you go look at the people streaming, there are a couple, there are a couple big dogs and then kind of a long tail, but the long tail's not that long, but then you niche it down to whatever, like, uh category you're going to be in so for me it's laravel um there are hardly any laravel people live streaming so there's like the primogen and tj devries and you know rockstar and they're all doing their big streams doing all kinds of stuff but you look at the laravel live streams and it's like a guy named alex and maybe two or three others and it's like i kind of know I kind of know all of them and for a community as big as Laravel to have like one handful of people streaming is kind of crazy to me. And so I think that's some of the value for me is that I can try, like I can try to be early to a space um, and hopefully provide some stuff that I think is interesting, if not um, entertaining um, I think it's, I think it's both. I try to make it both. Um, I guess y'all tell me. Um, but then I think there's also, oh, what do you have pulled up here? This yeah, is, you have this is what's the... currently streaming in software and game development. That, that's it. Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah. And so when there are, let's say five or 10, you know, Laravel or Rails developers, it's going to be hit or miss like throughout the week. Most of the time, there's not going to be content for people that want to watch Laravel or Rails or whatever. And so I think that is kind of like an opportunity for people that want to stream. Um, you're not competing against a whole lot. And that makes like that lowers the pressure a whole lot. Um, I also think, um, I also think it's good for like, it's really, really um, good practice for me and just like public speaking, live coding. Like it's, I feel like that is always a good thing, a good skill for me to be building. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I think somewhat, um, it's like community building a little bit, you know, because yes, there aren't a lot of people streaming but there are a lot of people apparently that want to watch people stream. And so if you're like, if you're willing to kind of um, brave the elements and go out and stream yourself, a whole group of people is going to come around and be like, Hey, I'll, I'll watch this. Let's chat. Let's hang out. Um, and I think that's good for these communities to have little watering holes where people are doing interesting things and other people can come and glom on and just like, talk about it and make friends and learn new things and the learning goes both ways like you said i was trying to do something on stream you know last week or the week before sorry covid still and 
I, I had no idea what to do. And the chat was like, literally copy and paste this line that I'm going to send you <laughs> because this is how you do it. It was something with Docker and I was in way over my head and they're yeah. like, dude, just do it this way. And I was like, thank you so much. And so I think there's a lot of value for these communities like Laravel or Rails or Vue or React or whatever. There's a lot of value for these communities to like, have some fun and hang out and see some content. And I don't want what I, what I really don't want is only the only content to be coming from um, like two or three people. And so the more people that we can get producing this kind of content, I think the more comfortable people are going to feel to produce this kind of content and to try this kind of thing. And like, if you log on and nobody is, streaming rails it's like oh that's too bad i wanted to watch some rails but if you log on and there are 10 people streaming rails and one or two of them match kind of your personality or maybe your background or they look like you or sound like you you're going to feel more confident to be like yeah this is a place for me like i can hang out here this is cool and so i think having more just like encouraging more people to just you know, take the leap into the unknown and stream, I think is good just for the community in general. Yeah. Hey, Brittany, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Brittany. Um, Aaron is the best. Yes, I agree. Yep. Brittany is, is. the best. Um, uh, Marcus says there's also so much framework language war going on in the chat of coding streams. Uh, <laughs> I mean, while true, I think that's, I think that's a skill of the streamer to kind of keep, chat on track as well um, which yeah. is hard to do sometimes but that's that's part of the streamer's job i think yeah that that does happen um and it hasn't happened too much to me yet because most of the people that come and hang are like from from my twitter and most of those people are laravel people and so we don't we don't get too much uh, the closest we got was when i was um futzing around with docker and i was like this is terrible i don't like this and people are like no docker's really good and other people are like no it's terrible um so but yeah you're almost kind of like um you're you're like a moderator but you're also like uh almost like a teacher be like guys don't fight like <laughs> we're just we're having fun or a parent i i, I would imagine we're, we're having fun we're hanging out everyone can have different opinions about react versus view like it it doesn't matter let's just let's just hang out um so yeah you do have to kind of like and i haven't had to boot anyone besides obvious um scams and you know but beyond that i haven't had to boot anyone for like bad behavior or right. inappropriate comments or anything and i don't look forward to that but i imagine that that's a challenge that at that some comes. point you'll have to bring the band hammer down yeah but but yeah i don't you know and I think it's good for people to disagree in chat and have opposing viewpoints sure. and talk about it and, and work it through. Um, I just, I just don't like when it gets to be nasty, you know, name calling and, you know, I, cause like, I'm not a Laravel person when I, cause I went and, and hung out at one of your chats cause I wanted yeah, to see you how you were doing. And um, yeah. I, I had no idea what you were doing in the code, you know, cause I don't know Laravel. I've never touched PHP. Um, and my, my best understanding of Laravel is it's kind of to PHP, what rails is to Ruby. It's kind totally. of the framework of PHP, I guess the web exactly framework. Exactly Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know that syntax. 
but I still had fun hanging out because, you know, interacting with the chat, talking to you, uh, just watching you do things and how, how you think about code. And that's kind of one of the, one of the big benefits I see to people doing stuff like this is younger programmers or people that are interested in being in programming can watch these things and start to learn how people think about code and the different ways to approach coding problems. And I think that's extraordinarily valuable because that's not something you're going to get from a book. No, I think there's a lot of, I, I kind of catalog that as like detritus. It's like the little stuff that kind of, it just is kind of out there. It's not like the meat of the stream or in a lot of cases, the live coding talk. Like you're talking about one thing, but you're also doing everything else that you do in your normal life, which is you have a certain set of key bindings and you have your editor set up in a certain way and you like to um, follow a certain route to final code. And maybe that's like giant method that's super ugly. Maybe that's TDD to start. And it's fun to see, like, as I was thinking about getting into streaming, I watched a bunch of other streamers and it's really fun to see what you can learn that's not the thing they're teaching or not not the thing that they're showing. And I've had some people in the chat be like, whoa, how did you do that? And I'm just like in PHP storm and my my hands do a certain thing that I can't even remember anymore. And my code, you know, does a, a thing. And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe that is interesting because it's like, that is my, it's built into my wrists and my fingers, but for other people, they haven't seen that PHP storm feature before. And so that's kind of fun to like do the whole thing live because people will pick up on stuff that you weren't even meaning to share. And that that's a lot of fun. Yeah. So Zool, oh man, I'm not, I'm not going to get this right. So I'm just going to say Zool because that's the best I got. Uh, sorry, you, you just correct me right there in chat how to say it, but um we also have the fortify versus breeze as long as it's like friendly it's fine i, I completely yeah. agree i, I yeah, actually friend, like hearing I, I know about... i know exactly i know exactly what they're talking about that's a laravel like internal uh yeah. like the laravel community is like fortify is better no breeze is better and we're always like kind of battling it out so yeah, yeah. and and i actually like seeing those things in chat because i like to learn new stuff my big thing is okay you say this is better why because maybe I'll think so too if you can tell me why. You know, maybe I just don't know. Oh, I got it right. Cool. I'm on point tonight. Uh, rebuilt. Is it more important for the audience to ask questions or to make suggestions? Uh, my answer to that would be yes. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't care. As long as you're having fun and um, being like respectful. You can make suggestions, you can make jokes, you can ask questions. I would say don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, like don't be embarrassed to to ask a question of like, what the heck is is that? Or something like that. But yeah, I don't um it's it's weird, maybe the um like the social feeling of being the streamer versus being the audience, but I feel on my side like we're just hanging out. Like I'm just hanging out with some people whose only interface to me is chat, but I can talk back to them. Um, but yeah, when you're when not when you're in the audience, it maybe feels a little different. But from my point of view, it's like 
yeah, say whatever you want. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. You know, if I'm dorking it up and making a bad call, you should tell me because like, I definitely make bad calls a lot of the time. Yeah. And I think, you know, as an audience member, part of the streaming kind of not really etiquette, but a smart thing to do as an audience member is come to the stream and spend five or 10 minutes reading the room to see how the streamer and the, and that chat room likes to run their show. Right. Because the chat runs the show just about as much as the streamer does. Once, once there's a lot of chat in there, you know, they're an integral part of the show. And so, you know, spend a little bit reading the room and then, you know, you'll figure it out. What I've seen from most developer type streamers and, and we're the same way on this show is we want more chat interaction, asking questions, fantastic, giving totally. suggestions, awesome making funny comments love it just go just yeah. don't be mean that's all we want yeah because you're you're out here on the stage all alone and you're just like will somebody please say something <laughs> right? yeah i totally i totally feel that yeah so out of curiosity what did you decide to stream to oh, stream man, like yeah. i tried to look up my apologies. I tried to look at previous one, but it looks like they've already fallen off Twitch. Yeah. But I'm curious because that, I think that's a question maybe other audience members have is like, all right, if I wanted to get started streaming, what the heck am I going to stream? Is it only open source code? Is it my pet project? You know, so yeah. What decision process did you go through and what are you streaming? Yeah, that is uh, one of the questions that I asked these people that were like helping me in the DMs. It's like, how do you decide what to stream? The kind of the place where I landed um, is I landed on I want to stream stuff that I was gonna do anyway um, because where I'm at in my life, you know, with two small children and you know work and projects and stuff, I don't really have bandwidth to adopt new projects just for the sake of streaming. Um, I think there are um great projects that you could do only on stream and that would be a lot of fun i'm not at that place and so i decided all right let's take a like survey of all the things that i have to do which of those could be most interesting to do on stream and so specifically where that landed was i have a couple of laravel packages that are open source and you know, one of them I just released recently. And so it's gotten a lot of adoption and therefore a lot of like issues and pull requests. And so I was working through on my first couple of streams, I was working through um, like adding tests for those, trying to figure out um, like how to architect certain things and basically just doing open source work on stream. And that turned out to be a lot of fun because it was really it was very technical Laravel stuff. Um, and there were a few issues. There were a few issues that I looked at and I was like, oh, I don't know where, like, I don't even know where to start on this one. And it may be pretty bad to do on stream. And so I just skipped it. And so before the stream started, I looked through the issues and was like, okay, I can like, I know where to start. I don't know how it's going to end up, but I know where to start. And that gave me enough confidence to like, dive into it on stream and the other thing you mentioned pet projects um i did some pet project streaming so i have a a service called torchlight 
that does syntax highlighting. Um, so it's like highlight JS or uh, not Prisma, Prism. And I've been moving Torchlight from um, Vercel to uh, fly.io plus Lambda. And so I did some streaming on like moving, like moving that over to fly and Lambda. And that was really fun. That was like, it, and that kind of caught some buzzwords, right? So I'm like, oh, AWS Lambda and fly.io. Like, and so people were into that. Um, so that I feel like was a good, a fun thing to do also because it's visual because I'm like deploying to fly and trying to hit it in the browser. And so I have like this feedback loop that's pretty tight. Um, but basically just stuff I already had to do and I just picked the most interesting out of my to-do list, basically. Cool. Tina's here. Hey, Tina. Now we're not strangers anymore. Awesome. Meet new people on every live stream. Love it. That's one of the reasons I like to do this is meeting, meeting new people. Um, Marco R says, I feel like open source maintenance might be the most interesting to stream. This is also one of the biggest topics no one teaches you in book tutorial and that you can't see applied anywhere else. Uh, that's, that's a good point. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, and I was purposeful on the stream to like go through the whole process of, um, you know, merging, making the PR, merging it myself, um, and then commenting back to the person who opened the issue. Um, and that's interesting to hear Marco say that because I didn't know if that was going to be valuable to like show the whole I'm an open source maintainer. This is what I actually do. Um, but I, I like that point of view because yeah, nobody, nobody teaches you in a book, like how to write a, like a thank you for opening this issue, but I'm not going to fix it response. And <laughs> is my, is like, is my response the right one? No, but if you watch, you know, four or five or six people write these responses, like you'll find the one that you think is right. And so yeah, it's great. It's also great because all the code's open source anyway. And I think this next, you know, comment starting to stream, having projects sort of NDA'd and yeah, I don't know what to do about that. Like, I don't know what to do about not having a project that you could stream because of legal reasons. Um, at that point, like if you have a burning desire to stream, I would say spin up your own side projects i've seen people like rebuild their blog which is like like right down the middle for developers <laughs> rebuilding their blog again um but yeah i don't <clears throat> i don't know what to do obviously you can't stream nda code so i don't know what to do there yeah it's it, that's a i mean that's kind of the situation i'm faced with because i work for shift four which is a large corporation I can't show the code that i'm actually working on for work i just i'd, I'd be fired in a half a heartbeat but um, and for good reason. But um, one of the things I'm thinking about doing, because I was actually thinking about getting into this before I, I had even run into you, and because um, I want to do some funsy coding, right? Not stuff I have to do for work, because that's work, yep. right? I want to do stuff for funsies. I want to do a little side project. And I figured, well, if I want to work on that and I want to just learn some some new rails thing or some some new gym mm -hmm. or something like that to work into this project i might as well find a time to stream it because somebody else may want to watch it and if it's just one other person that's fine i'm doing it anyway you know yeah. um so uh, zool on the on the 
topic of it's just niche stuff that wouldn't have traction familiarity, I think um, that you would find that there are a lot of people that would still want to watch that because, like, like when I was on Aaron's uh, stream, when I was hanging out in the chat, I have zero idea what he was doing, right, or anything about Laravel. But I was really interested in how he was approaching problems, how he was thinking about logic, how the chat was interacting with it. So it was still a really good experience. And having somebody there to give the audience that experience is extremely valuable, I think. Yeah, I think I missed that last half of his comment about the niche stuff. I don't know that that matters so much. Like, I agree with you. I think um, if you're excited about the thing that you're working on, it's okay. Like, people are going to be hyped right along with you, even if they don't speak the language. I mean, I watch... This is kind of a bad example because he is um, like the LeBron James or some other famous <laughs> sports figure, but I'll watch Primogen. Um, and I, I, I mean, this is not self-deprecating. This is a hundred percent honest. I have no clue what he's doing. Literally ever. No clue. He mostly because does rust. Doing, I think he, he does rust. He does zig. He does all this stuff. And his keyboard looks like a, it's a, freaking spaceship and right. i'm like i have no i i have no idea what you're doing and the reason it's a bad example is because who could ever do it as well as he does but the point stands that like it's fun he's excited like he's excited to be there he's having fun chat's having fun and that that's okay prime is a comedian yeah, yeah. he is and i could never like i could never reach that level but you know it's instructive because people watch it for him, not necessarily right. to like learn something about rest, which I've still learned nothing about. Right. Yeah. He is, he is a show. He's an entertainer um, who maybe happens to be doing probing programming. Yeah. Maybe he's more entertainer than educator. He, he absolutely yeah, on, is on stream on stream. Yeah. He is for sure. Because he's frenetic. I mean, he's just mm -hmm. all over the place. He's got all these wild transitions and he moves into these okay. other areas. I, I, I gotta I gotta look up this guy. Oh okay. he's he, Oh, he is unbelievably oh, talented. He is. But it's man, it's, it's gonna it's gonna wear you out because because we're all old, but he is unbelievably talented and he is a freaking blast. Watching him and you'll is understand like, <laughs> it's like kicking an anthill. He's just yeah everywhere. Yeah, but he's got it's like it's the most controlled chaos I've ever seen. Um because he's got it all down. Like he'll just he's like vibing with the chat and changing into scenes and doing little sketches and bits and stuff and then he's like doing the vim thing where he's typing on it's crazy. Yeah, go watch it. Primogen, I think somebody can probably put it in the chat, but um, Yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, it's it's nutty. But you know, and honestly, like I follow him, I'm subscribed to him. I I love watching him. That is not where I would go to learn programming, though. No. So I I actually like streams like yours more for the learning type thing because you're explaining what you're doing. You're not. Mm -hmm. it, it's not a big flashy show, mm -hmm. and I don't mind some flash and some little entertainment things every once in a while. 
spend time explaining what you're doing, explaining your thought process. You're not typing 8,000 words a minute and flying through pages mm -hmm. of screens in a half a second, yeah. you know, so people can follow what you're doing. And I think that's important uh, because even if you can go as fast as Primogen does, people, especially newer programmers, mm -hmm. are never going to follow that. No, um, and I think I think that's um, I think that's a good point. I specifically decided, like, I think Primogen is maybe the most talented dev streamer, and I'm not going to try to emulate what he's doing at all. And so I watched a bunch of different dev streamers when I was about to get into it, and I saw everybody's different style. And I think I took maybe bits and pieces from everybody's like own style. Um, but I didn't, I'm not going to try to emulate anybody because one, I'm not going to be that good at it. I could never do the primogen thing and that's okay. Like I don't right. have to. And two, if they want to watch the primogen thing, they should go watch him. Right. And so I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing somebody else's bit, but worse. I want to bring like I want to bring my own spin and my own like personality and style to things but you better believe I'm watching his show to learn things and I'm watching TJ to learn things from him and so I think I, it it can be a temptation to go watch one of these big dogs and be like I got to do it like that I can't do that that's way too hard I would say do not like don't make that your bar and don't like psych yourself out. Just turn on the camera and do what you would normally do. And you'll like, you'll figure it out along the way. You'll develop your own style. You'll do your own thing. Right. And I think that's important is being, because audience members for, for things like Twitch and YouTube live streams have gotten really savvy. They can tell when you're BSing them and when you're not being genuine they 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 understand that. So one of the most important things that I like to see when I'm watching any streamer, um, regardless of whether it's a coding streamer or not, is that they are actually being who they are and not being some TikTok face, yes, right? Um, that exactly. that just drives me nuts. And you know, the the primogen is who he is. And that's great. Mm -hmm. That's not who I am. So. I'm right. going to be who and I am. He, and he he is internally consistent too. Right. You follow him on Twitch. You follow him on Twitter. You watch him on Front End Masters. And he is who he is all the time. Um, and that's what I, you know, that's what I try to do too. Like on stream, on a live coding conference, at a presentation, on Twitter, it's easy for me because I'm just myself. And if right. you back yourself into a corner of like having a public persona versus a private one, it's going to be so exhausting. And I would, I would not recommend it. Yeah. Now to be fair, my wife would say, you're not the same person on stream. You actually talk there, <laughs> but you know, it's <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess with streaming, you got to turn it on a little bit, you know, like oh, yeah. crank the personality up a, a notch or two. Mm -hmm. Um, because you are part of that is you are there to entertain and or educate, you know, people don't want to watch you if you're boring. Yep. Uh, but 
you know, you also have to be genuine. And well, be your genuine self, you know. Right. And in terms of notching it up, you're just notching up your personality, not right. trying to imitate someone else. Yeah. Yeah, totally, I'm definitely totally a little more animated when I'm doing this stuff than I am oh, sitting sure. in the living yeah. room. But yeah. Um, yeah, you yeah, you you can't crank up the introvertness. You have to crank you right. have to crank that part down. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um I think if I had to like prioritize um something like getting on stream, I would prioritize I would deprioritize. I would not care so much about looking smart, having all the answers, or knowing exactly what you're gonna do. I would say those things, not that important. What I would say is important is having fun, like being excited and like bringing some energy because sometimes you hear like, sometimes you'll hear people get on a stream and it's just real quiet and real slow. And like, that's a real downbeat um, tempo, which may be fine. That's not my preference. So I want to see people being like, here's what I'm working on. This is why I think it's cool. Or this is why I think it sucks. And this is why I'm frustrated, but just kind of like amping it up a little bit. And the fear I think for a lot of people is I'm going to get on stream and I'm going to have to know all the answers, not make any mistakes, not make any typos and definitely not get stuck. Cause if I get stuck, people are going to mock me. And that's just, that's just not been the case. Like that hasn't happened to me. I've gotten super stuck and people have given me the code to copy and paste. And so, I mean, yeah, that that's what I would say is like, be excited, have fun and let everything else kind of just wash out. So how much, how long do you stream and how often like per week or I, I know with yeah. re recently it's not quite as much, but yeah, what has been your normal schedule typically? Yeah, so these past, you know, 10 days I've gotten totally hosed. But before that, the stream, like the schedule was Wednesdays and Fridays um, for two and a half to three hours is kind of where I landed. I think I set my schedule at maybe two hours and then I go for as long as I need to to finish up. Um, so kind of, the and I, I do it at, um, so I'm in central time zone. I do it three to you know, closing time. So three to five, three to six, something like that. Um, and there's a whole like <clears throat> thought process around how much and how often. Um, I've kind of, you know, unfortunately gotten, like I said, hosed with COVID, but I think it's really important to have a regular schedule. That's what I keep hearing from all these Twitch streamers that have been so helpful to me is like, set your schedule and then stick to it. That's the best way to grow. And so that's what I, you know, that's what I've tried to do. And I think doing it in the afternoon um, central time is good enough, I think. And I don't know how optimal this is, but I think it's good enough to get a lot of the U.S. Um, at the end of their day when it's like, I don't want to work. I want to just watch somebody on Twitch work and I'll, you know, do some work also. But it's also early enough to get some of the European visitors. Um, and so... I don't know if I, that's the most optimum, but I like, I like doing it then because my energy, I think my natural energy starts to wane at the end of the day, but when the lights come on literally and the camera comes on and I'm on stream, I feel like I power through a lot more stuff in the late afternoon than I would maybe do otherwise. Right. Cause now you got an audience. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's like showtime, crank it up, like we said. Well, so that- your decision process sounds like ours for this show. It's like, what day you want to do? I don't know. When are you free? Wednesdays? Okay, that sounds good. What time? You know, <laughs> the clock? Okay, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we, we kind of had the benefit that, that you did too, where there's not a lot of live stream podcasts, if you will, right? So no. that live show. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a... We didn't have to battle with that. We just had to decide when are people going to be available, and mm-hmm. maybe we picked the wrong time. But you know, it's it, we've gotten to the point where we, we've stuck with it for a year, and now people are starting to make themselves available because they want to mm-hmm. be involved in the live stuff, which is great. That's the whole reason we do this is because we want people to be involved in this. Yeah, um, yeah. I think. Um... You said you've been doing it for a year and now people are starting to get involved and and you just kind of blew past it. I think that's the real, like with live streaming, with podcasts, with anything that you're trying to do, that's the real trick, man. You just have to keep going. Like it, you know, it could maybe feel discouraging to show up and have one person on the stream. Um, that is not a failure. <laughs> That is not an embarrassment. Like, keep going. Yes. I think, you know, whatever podcast, most podcasts flunk out after seven episodes or something, they stop publishing. Um, I think that's the right stat, but like 95% of podcasts end after episode like seven. I feel like that's got to be the case across all kinds of publishing, not just podcasts, like live streaming. That's got to be the case. Making YouTube videos, that's got to be the case. If you can just keep going, if you can just stay alive, you're going to like at some point it's, it's going to, you're going to outlast and you're going to win. And I feel like that is the thing that nobody talks about is in the beginning, nobody shows up and you just got to keep going. Oh, dude, I can't tell you how many, how many nights, how many weeks, six months into this, I was going, why the hell am I doing this? Yeah, this is a totally. lot of work and there's, and it's doing nothing, but you just yep. push through that. And eventually you, you get cool people like Aaron to come on your show and you get, um, you know, lots of, lots of cool things going on on Twitter and people start paying attention and then they show up and they start talking. And that's really what I was after is being able to talk to people live on the show. Right. Yeah. But, and, and Brittany says, yes, keep going. Speaking of Brittany, that's the first time I saw y'all show. Is I saw yep. she was she was on it live and she tweeted out and was like, "Hey, I'm on this show live." And I was like, "Well, that's an interesting concept." And so I, you know, I was I was eating dinner and I pulled up it on, on my phone and was chatting on my phone and was like, "This is kind of cool." Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just like, man, that applies to everything. You gotta just keep going and like knowing when knowing when to quit needs to be um, like needs to be needs to be real. Like you need to you need to have that um decision like in your head like when when should i quit what i think what i think happens though is people um they just fizzle out like it is okay to quit something but you should quit something on purpose not just because it's like oh man i'm just i'm just like nobody's showing up to my streams i'm just going to quit right like, i'm not saying you got to keep with everything that you start forever and ever but like make it a conscious decision. Like, Hey, I tried this thing. I don't think it worked and I'm going to try something else now. Right. Um, yeah, make sure easy. it fits with your priorities. 
you know, and your yeah. priorities shift during your life. Like you have kids. Okay. I have different priorities now. Right. Yep. Um, so, you know, if you had started streaming three years ago and then you had kids, you might've had to say, okay, well, Bingo. I just can't do this because my priorities have changed. Yep, exactly. I'm all about keeping going. I'm also all about consciously deciding like this thing doesn't fit in my life anymore. So I'm done with it. And that's right. okay too. Yeah. Uh, but the other intimidating, the, the other blocker for streaming, I think is the getting started. And we've, we've heard some of those things kind of in chat tonight, which is, I don't, I don't think what I'm doing would be interesting or I don't like my voice or um, I don't, I, you know, and I've heard other things too. Like, I, and I'm not trying to pick on people in chat. I said all those things too, before I started streaming, um, you know, and I've heard other things like, I don't have the personality. I'm, I'm too nervous to be on camera. I can't, you know, I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. And I think the biggest thing for this, especially for live development is I want to see people who get stuck and make me feel like, yeah, that, you know, they're, they're up here doing this and they get stuck sometimes too. So I'm not a horrible programmer. Let me go hang out with them and we'll learn together. Right. Yep. And that's all this, all of this is about community building. And you can't do that if you don't get out there and do it. So if or you have an itch if, to live stream, just start. Or also, if you're a viewer and you can actually help someone who is live streaming, who's stuck on something, then that makes you feel good. Because like, hey, I knew something. What do you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I think, man, there is, and this goes beyond live streaming to, again, all types of like publishing or putting yourself out there. There's just so much, um, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, I, I I think there's just so much fear with putting yourself out there publicly. Um, and, and rightly so, in my opinion, it's scary. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, you just need to quash that fear and like man up and move on. Like, no, that's not how it works. It's scary. Um, but I think on, like on the other side, I think on the other side of that fear, there's a lot of potential upside. Like, you know what you're getting by not streaming, or you know what you're getting by not submitting a conference talk or by not publishing a blog post, you know what you're getting, you're getting safety and not having that thing published, right? That's fine. Maybe you decide that's what you want to do. That's totally legit. You don't know what you like, you don't know what's on the other side of publishing. Like, and in this case, you don't know what's on the other side of streaming. I think there's potentially unbounded upside of like putting yourself out there publicly, because like we talked about, most people don't. And so the moment that you do, like people look at you as if you're an expert and you're like, I'm not an expert. I just decided to hit the button that says go live. Right. And so it's this really weird thing. Like, I'm sure y'all feel this with the podcast. When you have a podcast, people are like, oh, wow, you're the podcast guys. And you're like, we just talk to each other and We're we publish it. Mo's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But there's this really weird, um, it, maybe it's not weird. Maybe it makes perfect sense. There's, there is a reality where, the people who are able to um, either embrace the fear or overcome the fear and hit publish, 
they're awarded they're awarded these kind of like unfair accolades like oh wow they publish these great blog posts or they do they do conference talks they're like not in my league and it's just like being able to I don't want to say get over the fear because I don't know that I've gotten over the fear but it's just being able to like embrace that fear and kind of ride it and be like you know what I will want to have published blog posts when I'm when I'm done with my career looking back I will have wished that I like took a few risks and put myself out there and did some talks and did some live streams and it's going to be scary, but I'm going to do it. And I think there's a real, um, there's a real payoff. And I, I don't, I don't know what the final, like, I don't know what the ultimate upside is, but it's, I think unknowable and unbounded. And I think for me, it's a lot of fun. Like the act itself is fun, not to mention what could happen when people view me as this expert, which I don't think I've earned. I'm just the most public. Like I'm not the best Laravel developer, but people think of me as a good Laravel developer because I'm like on Twitter talking about Laravel all the time, or I'm like giving conference talks talking about Laravel. There are, there are tons of people that are way better at it than me. I'm just more public. And that can feel like that can feel unfair because people might look at you and be like, well, I know more than that guy, but it's like a two pronged thing. How much do you know? And how much are you willing to like share what you know with the community? And you can know more than everyone and never share it and feel like this is not fair. This is frustrating. Or you can decide I'm going to embrace that and just start sharing. And it's just like, everybody's like, Oh, wow. You're so smart. You're like, I'm not, <laughs> Yeah, I just pushed the button. <laughs> That's yeah. And, and I, I think it's helpful for the community too, to see people say, look, I have no idea how to do this. Maybe I can get some help here. Right. Because then the people who are looking at you going, Oh, maybe I can do this because I don't know everything either, but he doesn't know everything. So I could do this yep. too. Um, and I think that's an important part of the the streamers that put themselves out there and do that is encouraging other people. Yes, you can do this too. Um, yeah. You know, you don't have to be the, the best programmer in the world. You don't have to be the most entertaining person on the planet. You don't have to be a wizard with stream technology. Um, speaking of which, look, I, I'm going to put this offer out there now. If any of you want to get into stream code streaming and you don't know how to get started with the tech PM me. I will help you. I will tell you what you need to do to get started. Um, I, I will do what I can to help you stream this stuff because I think it's important for the community, especially younger developers to see people going through these thought processes and, and start understanding that and start building this community. And I can tell you the, the biggest benefit for me on the other side of the publishing is that there is not a single person in this chat and we haven't had a single guest on this show that I knew before we started this show. So the fact that I get to meet all these really cool people and talk to them and, and start building friendships with them is amazing. And that's, that's a huge benefit to the person who streams and to the people who yeah. are in the audience. Yeah. Like again, back to Brittany, I didn't 
the only way that I knew her was like hanging out on Twitter and talking about Laravel and Rails and, you know, making jokes with people and finally got to meet her in person. And like, none of that would have happened. None of that would have happened if I were just like hanging out privately, being bitter that I know everything and, and nobody <laughs> right. recognizes me for knowing anything. Yeah. So like getting over that fear and just <clears throat> starting to interact with the community and that doesn't have to be, you know, streaming or publishing blog posts that can just be literally interacting with people. You can come to a stream and start interacting and hanging out and you end up with friends. And right. like, I have, I have never written Ruby in my entire life. And I have so many friends in the Ruby community just because like we're all online together and we're just kind of like hanging out and it's so freaking fun. Um, so yeah, I would absolutely, there's a huge benefit and that's like making friends and it's great. Right. And I mean, just putting yourself out there enormously benefits the community. Um, yeah, Brittany, preach it. I, I love the Ruby community too. You, yeah. you guys have adopted me as your own. <laughs> we are we are very friendly people. I have never I have never ever met a Ruby person at any conference or anything online or anywhere that has been less than gracious to me. Not once. Well, I went I went to a Rails conference. Like I said, literally having never written a line of Ruby code, I've never run Ruby locally. Um, I went to a, a Rails conference and everybody was just so freaking nice to me and nobody like they knew that I was a Laravel developer and nobody made fun of me or like even even like in a joking way like what are you doing here it was just everybody was like this is great it's so nice to meet you in person I'm so glad you're here and yeah, yeah. so I I, I love y'all's community um I, I ran a workshop i did i i helped i helped run a workshop at rails which was wild <laughs> um so yeah there's a lot of like i think putting yourself out there um bestows a lot of benefits on you and i feel like one of the one of the ones that people don't talk about is the friendships thing like people will come to you and say like i know who you are and you're like great let's be friends then. Like, I don't have to do, I don't have to, I don't have to do all that work. People are coming to me and I'm like, thank you. Can, can we be friends? Cause that would be amazing. Right. And that, that's a big boon for us introverts, which is what 99.9% yes. .9 of the development community. Yes. So yeah. I mean, if, you know, if you want to grow your friend base, stream some stuff. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Or like Brittany said, build a shed. I'm in my shed quarters and right. I decided like I, I built out this little office in my backyard and I thought I'm just going to share the whole thing on Twitter. Like who knows why? Cause you know, I think it's cool. I think it'll be fun. I'm just going to share it on Twitter. And people now come to me and they're like, Oh dude, I saw your shed. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Right. Yeah. I had, so I mean, I'm, I spent some time rooting around in there and it was fun and it's not something I would ever do. But See? I loved, you know, it's not something I would even ever think about. But because you shared it, I was like, oh, this is really neat. I wonder what he's doing next. Oh, what the, you know. <laughs> totally. So. Yep. Well, oh, man, it is already. Wow. We are past time. I, the more we have 
guests on the show, the more I'm finding that I, I so enjoy talking to the people that come on here that I completely lose track of time. You know, when it's it's just me and Creston going over a topic and we've got this mm-hmm. structured thing, I'm like looking at the clock going, oh, we got to do another 15 minutes for this to be worth it. But uh, <laughs> but when the when the people come on the show, I just completely lose track and I'm, I'm ending up, oh, gosh, we have to stop the conversation because time's up. Yeah, I wasn't even keeping track, so um, this has been this has been great. Yeah, and, which is I think is accomplishing our goal of we just want this to be a hangout where people can have fun and feel comfortable talking and and hanging out and sharing stuff. Um, well, mission mission accomplished from my perspective. This has been super low stress and a lot of fun, so I really appreciate it. Good, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and we very much appreciate you coming on here, even though you've. You've got the plague and probably aren't feeling a hundred percent, but um, no. But I do have. I don't know if you've noticed. I have a um, a foot pedal to to hit mute because I'm just coughing all the time. So I have this little pedal. I can just bam, and I can do my loud coughs. So that's that's been helpful. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what. I I actually I think I would. Uh, it might be a really good show to have you back on sometime to talk about the gear. That you have yeah, to deal with. We can nerd out about that yeah. for a long time. That'd be fun. So I, uh, I'll, I'll do a little teaser for for my uh, reappearance. I, for some reason, which I will describe, bought a little keyboard so that I can have like an actual an actual soundboard so I can play like Michael Michael Scott quotes during my stream and stuff <laughs> like that. So we'll we'll go over that later. Oh, but it's, that's uh, awesome. It's too. Much, I even want to find out about just, that one. It's just enough. It's yeah. just right. Yeah, so we can talk about that stuff. Uh, but like I said, if and Aaron offered this too, if if anybody mm-hmm. needs help and wants to get started as a streamer, um, Marco, you can't be a real streamer without a stream deck. Yes, you can, and I can show you sure how. Um, there's, <laughs> um, just PM us. I am more than happy to help people get started doing this. It's not as complicated as it looks. It really is not. Uh, it's also not terribly expensive. You can get started for less than a hundred bucks, probably, probably even less than that. But it's not expensive. So the the biggest thing is just putting yourself out there, um, and just you know, in spite of the fear, just do it. And it's I I will tell you, having done this for years, I still kind of freak out before every show a little bit. You know, it's just it, it, you know. It's just, and before I did my first ever stream, I was an absolute wreck. But you just go out there and do it, and eventually you get kind of comfortable with it. Um, Yep, I will echo that. And so if you need help getting set up, let me know. Also, when you do your first stream, let me know. I will show up. Yep, me too, for sure. I will come hang out in the chat and hype you up, and it'll be a blast. Yeah, because I know the feeling of spending two hours on a stream and not a single soul ever shows up or chats with you. That's that's yep. just disheartening. And it most sure stream, uh, you know, every streamer goes through that. But it's nice to at least have one or two friends in there at least talking to you. You know, so yeah, let us know when you do your first stream. If you're going to get out there, let me know. Give me some links. We will publish it, and I will do everything I can to be there if if schedule allows. Um, to support you because I think it's important for the community and, and the developers do the streaming. So um, anything we can do to help just 
you know, throw it up there. Um, so thank you, Aaron, so much for being here with us tonight. This was a great conversation. I had a lot of fun. Um, thank you, chat. You were very supportive and very fun to talk to and had lots of good questions and, and statements. Uh, we, we always love, like, like I'm saying, you know, streamers love when you guys are in there saying things. We, we want to know what you have to say. Um, so, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. If you did, uh, and you're watching on YouTube, please make sure and like and subscribe. Those things are free. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Um, if you're watching this on Twitch, uh, give us a follow. That's also free. Uh, still makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. The best thing you can do to support the show, if you want to support us, is to tell your lovely friends, because I know you lovely people have lots of lovely friends, and bring them next Wednesday. We're here every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Um, next week, we've got Drew Bragg coming on the show. Uh, oh, nice. So that's going to be fun. We still, I've been talking to Drew for a while, and we still haven't decided on what topic we're going we're gonna to talk about. So... Uh, just follow us on Twitter and we'll let you know. You can follow us and uh, um, see even person who's been doing this for a long time. I can't speak the English good. Um, but yeah, uh, at Ducky Dev Show on Twitter. That's the handle. It's <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, follow us on there. You can get all the information. I try to keep people updated. I suck at Twitter because I'm one of them old fogies that doesn't do the Twitter thing, but I try to get on there and, and keep people updated. Um, also, if you are interested in checking out Aaron's Twitch channel, we've put links to his Twitch in the description on YouTube. Uh, so they're down there so that you can link right to it and don't have to do a lot of fancy searching and stuff. Um, it is really fun, so I would highly recommend going and checking out one of his streams. It's fun to hang out there, even if you don't know PHP or Laravel. Um, it's it's a good time, so go check those out. So we will see you with Drew Bragg next week, next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Aaron, thank you very much for hanging out with us. And until blast. next thank week... You. Happy programming. Happy programming.